Welcome to the Tell Me You're Kidding podcast. We're going to shake up your mindset. You're not going to look at everybody else. You're not going to say someone else is doing it better. And you're not going to tell everybody that you can't do something because you don't have the credentials. We're going to build the most amazing mindset as soon as you drop everything off that doesn't serve you. Always look for the joy. Let's make a tribe shift. And we are going to be epic together. As soon as you put the sweatpants on and put the laundry back in the dryer and hit start. Let's drink a lot of cold coffee and love on each other's strong parts. Welcome to Mental Health and Wellness. Here, we do things open. We laugh a lot. We don't pretend life's easy. We are honest. We mess up. We show up. We do more. We pray hard. Love on our personal designs. Encourage the epic journey and everything that it entails. This journey may hurt a bit, but you won't ever leave here feeling like it wasn't worth it. Grow, love, be friendly and true, but by God, don't be something that you're not. Welcome back, guys, to episode two of Tell Me You're Kidding, the podcast. We we grow for us. This is what episode two is all about. <laughs> I know that you're sitting there like, well, who the heck else do we grow for? But we also grow for the person that comes after us, that's ready p- to pursue the things that we're going to pursue and head out to that brave world to be themselves. I hope that you take all the mental health in today to take a break, be intentful, but by God, don't do anything that you're not. Enjoy the episode. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to episode two. (laughs) What a morning. I can already tell you that I probably lost my crap about a million times and I'm never going to change. I was not designed, nor was I ever sheltered to be patient with children, especially my own who (laughs) act exactly like me. And before you go off thinking that I'm a horrible mother or you make your judgments, losing my crap doesn't mean that I just threw them across the room. I need everyone out there in the world to just give a moment of silence out there for the people that think that that's what you're doing when you're losing your crap. I lose my crap by like huffing and puffing or I do a little stomp. I literally am frozen in the six-year-old frame of mind when my trauma first started happening. And that's a real thing. You can get frozen in that emotional state. (laughs) Every time I try to record something in the podcast land, someone comes in. I don't want you to stop doing something that you want to do because you you believe that the house is going to be too noisy or the baby's going to wake up or your spouse is going to call or this or that or the other thing. You still have to pursue. And I think in parenting, I'm still trying to figure out it doesn't matter. That's my gift to you. That's my holy grail prayer. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do today is not going to carry through to tomorrow. You're going to grow the heck up by tomorrow or you're going to learn from your lessons. It's instinctual in us to want to do better the next day. But we're constantly carrying our crap from the day before into the next day. And when I think about growth, I think it's an ever- there's no measurement level. Like you don't you don't go to the doctor and have a well visit on your emotional growth. 
I mean, you can go to the doctor and check in emotionally, but I'm saying they're not going to say, all right, let's stand up against this, you know, measuring thing and just let's see if you've made it. Your growth comes from everything that you put into it. Your growth is when you say F off to the rest of the world and their opinions and their constant nonsense and you say, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to take this little time for me. I'm going to get that one load done. I'm going to write that resume. I'm going to write 20 more words. I've spoken to you about this a million times in posts on Instagram or blog posts. What you do is not for you. You can grow for you. You can work on you. You can make every day better for you. But what you physically do, what you're called for, is not for you. Let me know the first time you come across somebody who has grown in their career, in their aspirations. Let me know if that was actually for them. Because it's for the person that comes after you. Sure, you can be financially set. You can hit business goals. You can hit home goals. You can hit relationship goals. But it wasn't for you. It was for the person that is waiting in that space of discovery. What I want to talk to you about today is the space and area around you where you start to go forward, but you notice that the area around you that is covered with humans do not want to move with you. It's a thing. I don't know why. I do know that what I've taken out of it is I'm going to grow with the people that want to keep moving. If you want to stay where you are, if you want to tally mark everything that I do, how many times I call, how many times I show up, how many gifts I give you. Go ahead, tally it up. Have you ever thought of label makers? We label everything in this house. And it's partially because I'm obsessive compulsive. And that is a real diagnosis. I've been like this since I was a small child. My grandmother actually, I I think she fearfully hid it from the world. And I remember her last sentence to me was that she was so thankful that somebody was going to love and take care of me because she knew how I was designed. So the flow in which we're designed is how we take care of things emotionally, how we go after the pursuits in our life, and how we just do everything that circles around our mental wall, our emotional heart, anything that we navigate. So labeling things is kind of my jam. I will forever wait for my invite to work with the home edit. (laughs) I really believe I belong with you. But when it came down to labeling things, I used to put a label on everything. And I would label the kids' snacks. I would label all of the junk in the closet. I would um, label anything that I could get my stinking hands on. And I had the nice labels. Like, they wiped off. I had the, the, the nice chalk calligraphy pen... It was bananas. I stopped doing it because I realized that I was only labeling a set of environmental things within my living space that I could control. So I wasn't leaving room for when I went out into the outside world for all of the crap that we can't control. Kind of like having a tent. Imagine putting yourself in a tent and having all the things in the tent that had a purpose. And you knew what they were purposeful for. You knew how to use them. You weren't going to let them, you know, go to the gray shade area. It was in your tent. So that's your emotional tent. You got all your crap in there, like ketchup, 
This is a long-winded analogy. I think that we try to label things because we want a space to control it in its outlook of how we perceive it. And I don't think that that's helpful. I don't think that it's beneficiary. I stopped doing it. I mean, I, I label things now, but I no longer say, all right, only the applesauces can go in here. Holy shit, if you only have applesauces in a container in your freaking pantry, I pray for you, sister. Okay, because some little human is going to go in there and it's going to put all the fruit snacks in there. So when it comes to parenting, I'm still learning this space. I'm still learning the space that I can't control. I'm still learning with a six-year-old mentality when it comes to emotions and how often I get hurt. But I also think that the growing is for us, but the doing is for someone else. Does that make sense? Have you ever gotten out a sheet of paper and like put a circle diaphragm on there and like made your whole system work? On the left, you put the reasons why you want to control things. On the right, you put the reasons why you can't control things. And in the middle, you say, well, duh, this it's never going to work. None of it's going to work together. You can't control the weather, you can't control the outcome, but you can control your actions from within. If you want to get up and you want to eat healthy and you want to be proactive and you want to jump into the jam, cut the shit, get out there and do it. I don't believe that you can't walk a bunch of steps. I don't believe that you can't move a little bit more during the day. I don't believe that you can't eat healthy because I've done it. But the second that it started working for me was when I stopped going by everybody else's rules. If you look on social media, there's so many stinking ideas of what a lifestyle should look like. And I wish more people would be honest and say, this is what works for me, friend. I have no idea how I did it. And you don't have to do this. Because we need to be embracing the fact that everybody is going to be different. I wholeheartedly believe that we grow for us. When we look at all of this stuff, when we make all of the labels, when we walk into the room, all of it is for our growth, but you can't measure it by putting a label on it or going to the doctor's office and having them slap you on a chart to see if you have reached the place. On the second half of this episode, I want to talk to you about why we grow for us. So stay tuned. We grow for us because it's for someone else. Where you go, your purpose is going to go. So until you get up and start doing what you're supposed to be doing, whatever your career goals are, your mothering goals, your fathering goals, your adoption goals, whatever your life looks like right now, your gender goals, that's a big one for me. I have little kids and this is how I look at the world. If God created us to be human, to be susceptible to human things, to have free will, Do you think that his grand design was for everybody to be picking at each other by a set of values that each of us was, if if we're designed to have these sets of values, do you think that he wanted us to go out there and tell somebody how to ride a bike, how to make bread? I mean, when's the last time you went to a grocery store? Do you see how many flipping ways there is to make bread? There's like, it's sprouted, it's whole grain. 
it's white, it's double pack, it's, that bread has freaking protein in it. If we have all of those advantages and we can walk into a bread aisle and see all of those different things and just pick the one that works for us, why the shit cannot anyone else see that in a value of a human being? I'm not for serial killers. I'm not for offenders. I'm not for anything in that direction. My grandmother was a cor- worked at a correctional facility as a substance abuse counselor for about 26 years. She embedded in me about all the bad people out there. So if we know who the bad people are, why can't anyone just embrace the good ones? I try to do this with my children. I know that it's a widespread thing. You are entitled to your opinion, no matter what anybody thinks. So even if you're going to be a dippy doodah and you're going to run out there and say something dumb to someone, I cannot control you. Have at it. I learned to grow for myself when I put down everything else that everyone wanted me to be. Show up to this, buy this gift, I need you to come to this, drive here, let's bring the kids to this. It was exhausting. And I don't know if anyone tells you that. I don't know if you're going to find empowerment in the fact that I just said, peace out, I'm not doing it. Mm -mm." There are so many levels to the things that I do during the day as a stay-at-home mom, and I don't know why someone doesn't consider it work. It's It astounds me that we now have people running for office that actually want to do something about that, actually want to give a little dividend to it. And I don't know all of the details about how they want to do it, but I know that's purposeful for my children's future. Being valued for the sacrifice that you're making, it's all right to draw attention to that. How many of us as parents go over the grocery list 50,000 times, make sure everything's there, stay in the budget, try to do our best. And then we get to that Wednesday or that Thursday and it's just like, (laughs) mommy's going to have a few smoothies so that you can have cereal and whatever you have to have. It's all right to talk about your sacrifice. It doesn't mean that you're trying to get a pity or attention. It just means that you want someone to hear you say the words, not to make yourself feel strong not to outplay anybody else's hard work, it's all right to say, man, that was tricky and that was scary, but I handled it. When you wake up in the morning, everything that you want to do and you put off, could you, could you imagine if you put a dollar amount on everything that you put off? That's a hell of a freaking lot of dollars. We have to stop giving attention to the the people and the spaces around us that don't want to grow with us. Because if you had to physically check in with your bank every morning and give a dollar for that 10,000 steps you didn't do, for that resume or that pitch or that job or that baby or whatever you're doing, could you imagine if you had to give a dollar amount for everything that you said you couldn't do because you weren't good enough or you couldn't do because that person did it better or you couldn't do because you simply did not want to pursue? Sometimes we have to admit when we don't want to do something. And I know it sounds crazy, but that is the world today. You have to admit when you don't want to do something because honestly, it's better than you not freaking doing it. I want to grow for myself and we grow for us for the person that comes after. 
I've always wanted a mantra band as I started this, and you're probably going to hear my dogs barking because this is not perfect life. This is just what we do. My kids are going to come in slamming the doors. But this is, I mean, hello motherhood. Everything that I've wanted to do, I have talked myself out of because someone has already done it. If I wanted to do t-shirts, somebody already did better. If I wanted to finish writing a book, somebody already did it better. We've already conditioned our minds to go for the excuse before the action. Things are going to be tough. If your season is tough right now and you're waiting on that last paycheck or you're waiting on that loan to go through or you're buying your first house or whatever your financial goal is, you cannot hurry it up by not doing today's work while you're worrying about tomorrow's business. Tomorrow isn't your business right now. Right now is your business. Today is your work. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've never sat at the bottom of my stairs and said, man, I I wish for tomorrow to be Friday. Guess what? Tomorrow's Thursday. It's not Friday. Friday's bill is on Friday. Friday's paycheck is on Friday. And you are still sitting in the hump middle of Wednesday. I hope that everyone understands. Imagine if you were doing a push-up. And in the middle of the push-up, you went to propel yourself back up. But you got comfortable, elbows bent, in the stationary position. If you don't propel yourself back up, if you don't go out and get the steps, if you don't go out and write the resumes, if you don't go out and remind yourself that you're new at this every stinking day, every stinking day, you are new. And you do not have time for the people and areas and spaces around you not to grow. You do not have that much stake in someone else's life not to grow. Something doesn't work for you, don't do it. People don't emotionally fulfill you, don't be near them. Grow with the circles that make you ask questions. One of my mom friends last night said she just woke up this week, first time since summer break, and she just didn't give didn't give a crap about anybody else, just is just going for it. That's the the I needed to read that. And I know that she's gonna listen to this. I needed to hear that. Because we forget why we're here. We forget why we walk through things. I didn't just walk through a defeat of suicide and emotional chaos. This was emotional chaos. I was under the weight of we're approaching year seven since my daughter's open heart surgery. And I can tell you that I'm a blubbering mess every time when she goes to bed. I cannot feel anything. I cannot hear anything. I just sob myself to sleep. Anyone that has an open heart patient knows you get year to year. There is no medicine to fix a stretching valve. I don't know what numnut told you that. There is no medicine. If a valve is thinned out, you got to replace it, sis. So when we go into year seven, which is um, in a week and a half, I don't talk to anybody that week. I can grow in the space of reflection And I can grow in the space of worth. But ultimately, I think that as a mom, I'm just like, man, I hope I made that kid happy. Because each appointment is a reminder. It's once a year and each each appointment is a reminder that she is a gift. And I treat her like a gift. 
And I'm glad that I do, but I'm also glad that I do the mom things. Like when I lost my crap this morning, I'm glad to do the mom things, okay? I cannot walk around eggshells. We're doing the best we can here. And I don't know why people make us feel bad for having emotions. There's the problem. Can't have too many, can't feel too much. We grow for us, for someone else. You're like, sister, you've repeated this like 50 times. I have to repeat this 50 times so that you hear it. You cannot do tomorrow's business without finishing today's work. So whether you're worried about an appointment like I am, I I can tell you that my worry is not going to get me anywhere. My self-care is taking time, stepping back, not being crazy about every little thing in the house. I have slowly learned to just go through and take care of things. Show the kids I care for. Kids don't want to clean. I'm just letting you know that. That's a big PSA. I My kids are great helpers and they clean with me, but I don't force them. I ask them to do things and they do it. But when it comes to like the deep cleaning crap, like that crap only bothers me. Okay. I'm going to go through, I'm trying to untrain myself from trying to present as perfection. I don't know why we're running around presenting as perfection. If we don't love this middle space, how are we ever going to be deserving of the after space? Love your middle. Love the shit out of your middle. If I probably don't stop saying shit, we're never going to make it on iTunes. I'm just going to put that out there. I have to stop saying shit or we're never going to make it on Maybe episode three. I don't know. Maybe we'll just stay on Spotify. If you go to do anything today, make sure you do it with intent. If you want to clean your house and you want to have your kids help, that's amazing. But do it with intent instead of anger. I was always huddled over with anger to clean everything I could and be perfection. And then, God, I had this one aunt that used to come visit and then she would re-clean the house. So I had all this anxiety. I would clean the house. The 12 years old, I would clean the house, make it spick span, got everything, worked for hours just because I didn't want to have to hear what she was going to have to say. You know, she would come and she would clean the freaking house. So after I cleaned it, this was a big, big farmhouse. I take that into my parenthood as that did not work. When we keep repeating the cycles that came before us, we're only making a complete circle. We're just making a big old Ferris wheel and we're going round and round. I try my best, but I'm not extreme to one measure to the other. I don't say, hey kids, don't clean, just have a happy childhood. I think that there's something in what we do together as a family, since it's just it's just the four of us. My husband comes home on the weekends. He lives far away. That's when we see him. So the- I love when fine phone calls come in when I'm trying to record this podcast. Back to our non-professional setting of my bathroom floor. Since my husband lives far away and we've done this for a couple years, parts of me have changed, but parts of me were just waiting to come out. Parts of me were waiting to say, you make me anxious. I don't want to be around you. But that was just to an area in my life. I don't like when people insinuate what it is that we're doing, why we don't show up to things, why we didn't come to that thing, why I didn't send the gift for that thing. The best advice that I could ever give you if you're 
going in this kind of situation, friends, family, whatever it is that doesn't work for you, this feeling of content that I have for our life is the only thing I have. Does that make sense to you? This is the only thing that I have that is purposeful and in control of me. I have to have content for the things that I do. I have to have content for the weeks that my grocery budget is short. I have to have content for the rainy days when we just sit around watching movies. I have to have content when everything's not clean. I have to have content. Content comes with intent. If you intentfully go out there and build yourself up, you're going to be content you're going to feel content. Everything that you do is in purpose of someone else. We grow for us to learn the value of the space between the things we can't control and the things that we can do. I wanted to grow in this space and it's been such a fun experience because I honestly, when I get negative comments on Instagram, doesn't affect me at all. It doesn't affect me at all. It drives me crazy when people think that I'm going to care if you ask me what kind of food I feed my kids and then you're going to say, oh, we don't do that. Good for you. Anybody that's ready to reach their goals with you will say, man, that's a really cool idea. Thanks for sharing. I try to be the joyful promoter Meaning, my friend Madison, she told me, she goes, man, you're just the most encouraging person. I really thank you. I'm encouraging on my hardest days. If I call you up, if I send you hearts, or if I send you, you know, a message on Instagram and I say, man, you're really killing it. You're doing an awesome job. Those are my worst days. Those are the days where all the memories take over and we've all had crappy childhoods. I don't want anybody to lean on that, okay? If you want to embrace your story and change for the better or create groups for kids or you want to intentfully build a space that structures around that never happening again, go for it. But don't hang on to that story forever. I've said this a thousand times. So when it comes back to cleaning, listen, it's over. I will be 33 in a week. I do not care what happened to me as a child because we cannot, we're not going that way. We're going this way. We're building this sister. On a post the other day, I listed all of the things that I had already done. And I listed everything that I have built in the past couple years in social media. And it may not look like a lot to someone else, but it takes work, work to go out into this world, work to tuck our egos back in and just congratulate someone. I'm big on presence. That's my love language. If you show up in my life, if you send me a message of encouragement, if you let me know that my my thing, what I'm doing is brave, courageous, strong, that's my love language. But the problem is, is that you're going to see an area around you where people don't want to recognize your love language because they're still just not that into you. You remember that movie? It's just not that into you. Listen, there's always going to be a pushback. I have said this before. If you're not getting any pushback, you're not working hard enough. So whatever space you want to grow in, just grow in it. Don't open up the umbrellas in the house of... 
well, if this happens, I might have to do this. There's going to be days when you're worried about the bills. There's going to be days where you don't know how it's going to happen. Guess what? You cannot do tomorrow's business before you finish today's work. I hope that you go into this week with the intent and the value that we grow for us. We grow for us, but our purpose is for someone else. But our, our purpose goes where we go. Wherever you go, whatever you're feeling, it wasn't by accident. You didn't just wake up one day after pretending everything that was all right, pretending you, didn't, you, know, you were all right with your weight or you were all right with how you lived or you were all right with your you know, kids leaving the nest. No, you weren't all right with that. And I think it's all right to go out there and say the things that you're not all right with, but just know there's an area of space that isn't going to want to grow with you. Don't take care of tomorrow's business before doing today's work. Make a list of intentful things that you can intentfully do. Take care of the things that you can take care of. And whatever comes tomorrow, yeah, you're going to have to handle it tomorrow. But right now, making yourself sick over things that have not happened and not living in the moment, I'm sorry, I don't know if you're getting a tomorrow. Before you go, I want to talk about the biggest embracement of mental health. Taking a break, learning to step back and taking a break. It doesn't mean that you don't like someone. It doesn't mean that you don't want to be involved with them. It just means that you're putting your energy to a better space, okay? It's like if you don't like peanut butter anymore and you just pick up a tub of Nutella for a while. I don't know. It's how it works. If we're going to love on other human beings, how the heck are we going to do that if we don't learn to love ourselves for what we're designed for? My kids are going to grow up someday. They're going to come home and bring me someone that they love. I need to love that person. Can't love that person if I don't love myself first. Can't embrace that person if I'm bringing them all my garbage that I was conditioned to have. Loving another human being is easy for me as a forever first responder, I am going to love anybody as long as I can keep your pulse on. So take this from me today. If you go in to organize your life, just know you can put labels on anything you want. It doesn't mean that that particular thing is going to end up in that basket. You're going to have to learn intent from within and you're going to have to learn that if you physically had to put a dollar on everything, that you aspire to be, I bet you you would do it. I bet you if you put 50 bucks and listed 50 things this week, you would get it done. Am I right? I think that I'm right. I think that you would do it. I think that we are waiting too much for other people to say, this is great, you keep going. We cannot have other human beings as a buffer. On my hardest days, I will always be the biggest encourager out there. I will tell you how amazing your podcast is because I've listened to it. I will tell you how great your content is because I've read it. We're all learning from the same space. We're all running through the same stuff, but we're all in that space of parenthood where I will be in a week when I'm reminded of the very area of medicine that terrifies me the most. 
If you do anything this week, do it with intent, do it with joy, but by God, don't be something that you're not. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend, show it some love, and come on over to Instagram at It's Best Lived and say hi. I'm the owner and founder of itsbestlived.com and The Once Workshop, where we build your confidence one day at a time. Don't forget that every day here is your first day.